happy comic book day, and thank you to Bad Mary for that too sweet playing. Welcome to U.S. Comic Books, U.S. Who, What Now, and the Where? U.S. Comics Cast, episode 98. Two topics, 60 minutes for the people. I am John Rivera, and I may or may not have just had my second stroke in as many years, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And if this strokey motherfucker is the CEO, I must be the COO and the best Puerto Rican killmonger you'll ever be fortunate enough to meet. If there is a Wakandan Museum of Natural History, they need to put your poster up on the wanted uh, wall. <laughs> if they're, you know, if the museums have a wanted wall, like uh, the post office does, your picture needs to be there. Cause I will not trust you around any, um, any important artifacts. If you know, well, what I'm you know, shit cool. happens more importantly than vibranium weapons. And of course, rest in power, Chadwick Boseman, but the real, the real black Panther in my world, Killmonger, uh, John. I, ha- I have to say, it's if like I'm a special kind of guy to continue to root for the loser after the credits have rolled, like, have you learned nothing? Uh, I mean, you know, according to social media, I can just kind of will things in the reality. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I will say this: if I'm on a wanted poster, you are. You must be on the look who just got jacked as a hell poster. Oh. You're looking good. And the oh. only question I have for you: it's oh. not about what protein shakes you're drinking. It's not about what roids you're shooting into your butt cheeks mm-hmm. like your Captain motherfucking America. <laughs> Instead, the question is this, is this, or rather, it is a celebration because, John, happy comic book day, man. Charlie, happy comic book day to you. And I must say, uh, we have been accused on occasion of many things, <laughs> enough to appear on wanted posters uh, in all kinds of museums. But we have been accused in the past of Airing on the salty side, as it were. So uh, I just wanted to go ahead and kick it off. This isn't topic material. This is just a. This is from the good news department. Oh, the occasional sunshine that breaks through the clouds. You know, like oh. when when Neo he just pulled up on the throttle of the Nebuchadnezzar and he broke that that he broke the cloud line and like saw the sun for a hot second. Yes, and then granted he descended back into uh, Agent Smith Hill. But that moment hit me today because, uh, again, from the good news department, Charlie, were you aware that comic book Kickstarters have raised over $22 million in 2020? Yeah, that we have 2020. Some? Charlie, $22 million. Now, here's the thing. For everyone listening, Charlie and I are very, very, very much um, – ear to the rail in terms of like Kickstarter stuff, because obviously that's what we're doing here at U.S. Comics. Um, the dollar amount is significant. Obviously, it's a very big number. It's significant, though, because it reflects a 30% increase from last year in regards 30%? to 30%? 30% in God, 2020. Damn. In 2020, there were several months where I was not sure what I was going to do about my toilet paper situation. (laughs) And in that same calendar year, comic books have raised 
$22 million. Now, out of curiosity, do you think some of it was that? Like, people were more willing to gamble? Because they're like, worst case scenario, this book is trash. Worst case scenario. Yeah, I have something to wipe my ass. You just got to be careful with those staples. Sometimes the staples are... are not I like a nice staple to the tush. Ain't that right, Jess? Come home soon. That's a whole Jess, please hurry home. We we don't want to deal with paper in the push, Charlie, at all. Killmonger or not. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's that's the weird good that's news. that's the weird thing regarding 2020. Yeah. There there are so many terrible and shitty things constantly happening. True. That I feel like when these good things happen, they're these shimmering like gold coins in Mario. <laughs> but then there's just like an avalanche of shit news. So yeah. it's like hard to pay attention. Like, turtles with spikes getting thrown at your face, fireballs, <laughs> Koopas trying to separate your testicles from your body. Like, oh, good Lord. Lord. You know what it is for, for me? It's, it's that old axiom of like, oh, everybody gets sick when the weather changes. Yeah. Now imagine a week where every other day you had winter, summer, and like that <laughs> that fluctuation of weather. Imagine how sick you would be. You would we, uh, everyone would be sniffling like Charlie and I as we battle our respective allergies. Um yeah, I, I saw that I, I was I was a glow. I was a glow. Well, it shows that there's a a, a real thirst and i don't want to i don't want to bring it to the salty side but it's but it's <laughs> to it speaks to the the people are gonna get what they want by hook or by crook so if they're not getting it from the you know the big boys well yeah they're gonna look for uh hopefully i mean they're gonna look for people like us some of it who has have a, a story with- to tell with doorways that were barred to them, but I mean, these are these are the projects that were not on the shelf prior. So you know, again, uh, to to keep it away from the 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 salty side of life, uh, it's just super excited. And it was how much um, again? Twenty two million dollars. Now here's the other and thing. And twenty of that was Keanu Reeves comic. Well, here, that means it, two million for everybody it's else. Funny, it's funny that you said it because my sec, my admittedly salty error thought was well this must have just been like exclusively big names who are going out and they're doing now their passion projects right um no that was actually not the case because the fact of the matter is it it was peppered with so many projects um there was like a 75 percent success rate wow for the projects which is absurd right if you go to ac and you have a 75% return rate on your on your bets, you are a rich individual. You can actually skip right over the $2 lobster. You can <laughs> you could ignore the $1.50 steak. Um, that is a that's that's dyna- that's something like like uh it sends here about 10,000 comic projects, which is that is nuts. I mean and, uh, I'm not gonna get better news than that. Stay open because I need <laughs> yeah, some of exactly that money. Right. Give me that money, but that is that is rare. That is second no. only to once again. I know you're my brother, but good damn, you're looking good. <laughs> so if I came out of the water, you'd be like, mm. uh, no, I would literally just be like, I would pull a full on mask. The jaw would drop, the <laughs> eyes would bug out. Yeah, that's why I always try to hug you pre COVID or post. That's I'm fair. always just trying to get a cuddle in. I'm a big brother. 
this is a weird show. This is a yeah. weird way to start, but it's an honest we way to start. definitely lost uh, as many viewers as listeners at this point, so I apologize. You know what? I don't. Fuck you guys. <laughs> so um, on that uncomfortable note, <laughs> why don't you just go ahead and uh, start my damn time? Because once again, I'm making the salty transition. Nice. All right. So here we go. <laughs> I was much like Charlie, I know, because we spoke about this when it occurred. I was salty ready. I had the uh, containers filled up to the brim. I made sure all the little holes were free of debris or unclogged so that I could shake the salt unabashedly with no hesitation and no breakup of flow of salt. When Rorschach exposed his Rorschachy face yet again in the comics, uh, in the pages of now DC Comics, Doomsday Clock, the the sequel that really I certainly I didn't ask for. For me, Watchmen, as and I, I know for Charlie as well, I'll speak for him. We were just ready to close that book, put it on the shelf, and recommend it at nauseum because it is a fantastic book. Unreal good. Personally, I very much enjoyed the movie adaptation. Not a recreation, an adaptation, but that's really neither here nor there. The one thing that they have in common is the fact that Rorschach was jelly, or at best, jam. At yeah. the end of which, yeah, mm -hmm. really, it was not one of those situations where you could imagine anybody scooping them up, shoving them back into the trench coat, and saying, You'll be fine, walk it off, little guy. <laughs> no, so when Rorschach made his rather inglorious reappearance in uh, Doomsday Clock, I gave one of these, I was legitimately. It wasn't one of those comic book flip ends where I was like, oh boy, I'm, I'll be here next time for the next installment. I was legitimately pissed. What the hell are you doing? Now, I may be more of a goober than I care to admit because at no point in my little brain, strokey brain, did it occur to me, hey, stupid. I hate that joke so much. <laughs> We're in the DC world now. Whether you whether you like it or not, take the Alan Moore out of the situation. You're in the DC world, the world of the handing on of mantles. You have entire series dedicated to it. Some of my favorite DC comics have to do with the handing uh, handing over of the mantle. This person gets handed down. How many how many white tigers have we seen in the world? How many? Uh, I, how many Batman are, are we gonna are gonna wear the cowl? So on and so forth. So how many families are there? Blah blah blah. Never occurred to me. Hey, maybe this is just a different guy, right? More mostly because the narration style, kind of the uh, this Rorschach was doing Rorschach shit. He was he was Rorschacking it up, right? Am, am I wrong? Did it no, occur you, to you that you're a smart guy? His, I, I, the last thing I ever thought 
was that like, ah, but it's Jill. Like that's the last goddamn thing that would have popped in my mind. And I always think it. Superman gets a haircut. I'm like, it's a different Kryptonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Well, the fact that, I mean, everybody kind of looks the same. uh, That doesn't help. (laughs) It's Bruce. He learned to fly. (laughs) I mean, they legitimately pulled off the haha got you. Trying to you know trying to come across as uh, Captain Marvel and Hawkman. I I'm a everybody piece of looks gar- the same. I'm a piece of garbage though because like despite how much that should annoy me, every time they've done it in the animated series, Superman dressed up like Batman, like it was his hollow favorite Halloween costume. When Batman takes off in the sky. I I got excited. I'll, or what I'll, I really I'll, love was that someone like we finally got you, bats, and they like shoot a like they just shoot him in the face, and it's just like. Boing! Nothing is better for me. I'm yeah. just like he's even a better Batman. <laughs> Fight me, fight me, motherfucker. Yeah, we're we're Fight not me. Easy. Uh, we're not tough to to please. We may come back with something like two three weeks after the fact, but at that point you have our money. Yeah, and you're already on vacation. Wait, somewhere. did that suck? There's an old video of me having oh, an existential. I, I literally had my brain wouldn't let me hate Batman v Superman. The oh. first time I saw it. it, I was too smart to like it. Okay. But I remember I recorded a video and I was like, so I saw Batman be Superman. Eh. I, I have am, to go see it again. I'm I saw it the next night. Convinced myself I liked it. Three weeks later, I woke up in the shower like Snyder personally attacked me. Yeah. Let's let's not let's not lie to the audience. You woke up in the hospital after I pummeled you about the head and neck, angry with what, the way that they treated our Superman. But uh, that all notwithstanding, <laughs> Charlie, have you? So we've we've put now the Doomsday Clock scenario behind us. They did certain things that I still didn't love. My personal opinion. Uh, the way that they enveloped those characters into the existing DC world and the way that uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan has affected now the entirety of the DC universe. And, and that's how they explained away. I felt certain things that they needed, that they felt the need to do moving forward. With DC, we all know that whatever happens to be going on right now, this moment, we've come to expect that to not be the case a month from now. Uh, regardless of who's saying what. But yeah, we're always two weeks away from like, ah, new number one. Just kidding. Uh, that all being said, uh, I was fully invested in now a new Rorschach series. Look, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I'm a dum dum. I'm probably going to keep on paying you. So keep on fool me. Why not? Uh, have you jumped on board the new DC Black Label series, Rorschach? I haven't yet. I, right. I have them, uh, or so, I have it. Um, yeah. So so I haven't read it again. We, we have we're not too far. We're actually only two issues deep, and for me, it was another one of those moments where I I was going to read it regardless of the fact of my emotional connection to the source material because I did not want to be left out in the cold. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be like Ralphie looking into the store <laughs> when all the Christmas layouts and kind of peeking around at the tank and, you know, looking at this, looking at that. And then just, just trying to find my BB uh, gun, my red rider that, uh, that that's all I wanted. I didn't want to be that kid 
outside looking in. So I was going to read it come hell or high water. What what struck me, at least initially, and it's again, it's very early. Who the hell knows who's under the Rorschach mask at this point? Maybe we have still the same gentleman of color, spoilers uh, notwithstanding, that we saw from Doomsday Clock. Maybe it's somebody completely different. Maybe they're feeling like a like a you know like a boss, and somebody decided to scrape together the jam and say, "Oh, here he is," because this particular series occurs in our world. Yeah, and it plays like a damn '70s action flick. It's nice. it, I love the feel of it. Who is Rorschach again? Put off to the side. The one thing, though, that I did not see coming, they keep on catching me unawares and juiced by them. That is a that's a great trick, because you know I didn't I wasn't born yesterday. You've read a few I, books. I've read a couple of books, <laughs> a few different languages, even. I did not see what ended up happening, and it was this: when I picked this book up, I was fully prepared for a sequel. In one way or another, whether it be from Doomsday Clock, which is an official sequel, or uh, Watchmen directly, what I did not expect is what I got. And again, spoilers, uh, safe, safe, this is a safe spoiler space, unless we slip up, in which case we'll edit shit out. What I didn't expect it to be was an allusion to the Watchmen HBO series. What? This plays, at least this is my take thus far, it almost plays like a prequel to the HBO series. Now, again, the for anyone who is, uh, isn't aware, uh, if you haven't watched the HBO Watchmen series, stop listening, watching this. Go watch every hour of it. Pay close attention. Take notes. Then when you feel comfortable with it, Watch it again, then come back here and pick this up. Uh, we're at about the just shy of the 19-minute mark. For those of us that are smarties and did watch it and love it, Charlie, this plays like a damn prequel. They that is incredible. They reference things that happened in the series that did not happen yet or were never alluded to wow. in either the comic book page versions that we've gotten and by that i specifically mean things like vietnam becoming a state so this is obviously even though it occurs in 2020 it's not our 2020 that uh, is vietnam becoming cool a state, um you know it, it references the the ongoings uh from oklahoma uh it's it's all over the damn place and and this series now even if it's only for that reason they have earned my money yeah, like I am seven bucks or whatever those black. Charlie, I am an egg hunter, like my name was Baby Yoda. All right, I love eggs wherever <laughs> I see them. I slurp them down, and uh, no tadpole birth is probably gonna slow me down because that's how I roll. I love the eggs, man. I love them. So even if it was just egg hunting. I would be all about this series. Uh, it's it's just dynamite. Again, I, I know you have them, but have yet to crack them open. Well, now it's crack like the minute we're done, the minute I'm done editing the audio. So good. So good. That's incredible. You know what I love about that, though, 
is if you're tasked or you beg to do uh, uh, another follow-up to this original, you know, the, the original Watchmen book is that's, you can't even argue. You can say you don't like it and you're in the minority of minorities of minority because it's it's a fully formed masterpiece. It's a masterwork in the world in the world of literature in my opinion. Not just that's not a hot take either. There's like one person fighting me. That's cuz he's a jerk. Um why not borrow from what works? Because as much as as much as Doomsday Clock didn't work for some people, myself included, that HBO Max series was Again, it's all but undisputed because it's it's incredible. It's a masterpiece of storytelling. And to double back a bit, and, and I don't mean to, to take over, I'll give the reins right back to you. But when you talk about Doomsday Clock and, and some of the ways it disappointed me, when the new Rorschach showed up, <clears throat> I'm not... You and I differ on only a few major points. I don't hate when a mantle's handed down. I specifically don't hate when someone just straight up takes a mantle as their own. The Where you lose me is in the logic behind it. Because I don't buy into this like, well, it's comic book crap. There would be no reason for a Rorschach that isn't the real Rorschach to have the costume verbatim. You just wouldn't. I can buy, you got a weird magic mask, but you have the same coat, pants, shirt, sure. socks, and shoes. Get the fuck out of here. Well, here's, and, the, here's the thing, and, and it's actually plays to your point. There's the only reason I'm jumping in. And yeah. again, I, I know that you have not cracked it open as of yet. That's kind of how the series starts, right? Um, it's a it's a reference to the the popularization of costumed characters so what happens is we this is literally first few panels folks so uh, <laughs> i'm not spoiling anything well he's not giving away the good good plug up your ears if, if you don't if you don't want even a, a tiny bit yeah, of we'll taste catch you at 24 minutes the first <laughs> few panels you're seeing warshack and like a little sidekick um preventing the assassination of a presidential candidate. And all I'm going to say is this. It don't go good for <laughs> the Rorschach and sidekick that we first see. Now, what ends up happening is this is not any of the variations of Rorschach that we've come to know thus far. And when they, when the powers that be pull a, who the hell is this guy? Where'd they get the mask? Dude was wearing a store-bought Rorschach mask in the comic book so it's a very cool. meta it's very like very aware of itself which is just just friggin dynamite see hey. now there you have me you have a <laughs> you have a Same. you have a logic and again that's a borrowed concept um you know uh uh I, I mix up all the titles of the batman books but uh but dark knight returns i think mm. um the new little robin I think that's a store-bought costume, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a couple years. I think about the source materials. Uh, well, the, but that's brains. Exactly right. And, you know, that I can get behind. Yeah. Um, if you go to our Instagram right now or our Facebook, all of it's U.S. Comics HQ, 
Look at the costumes that we've designed. None of it's by accident. We are a cosplayers with dream because <laughs> if you if you see it, it exists. Um, minus a couple key things. So get sewing. Um, or in the case of one very special character in my heart, you know, get painting. Um, there's there's certain things with a with a character, or even when you continue a story, looking at the HBO Watchmen series that I think did everything right. Um, even the stuff I didn't think at the time. The amazing thing about it is, is you need to connect me with those small details. Otherwise, you truly do lose me forever. Um, Doomsday Clock was like 48 issues too long. Um, I'm hoping this, this Black Series... I mean, the truth is, I wasn't particularly excited about this series because they don't really do... Rorschach the way oh, we spoke I would about want it. a pot when, when when the announcement was made and especially uh, it's Tom King and uh Jorge Fornes and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing anything. I, mean, I don't have an easier not, to pronounce name. This this is not a project that just popped up you know off the radar not a stealth project. We knew it was coming. Mm. I mean they and they gave us Rorschach's mask face as the cover as like the coming soon so they they called their shot they you know like eight ball corner pocket here it comes get ready so anyone who had any kind of emotional connection to these characters or the stories that came before it they were ready they were girding the loins to either be a defender because certainly there are those to be a hater because lord knows there are plenty of those uh or to just to be one of the anxious uh, multitude of dum-dums like myself we're just like, well, here's my money. You know, you already have it. So uh, give me something. Don't give me, hurt me. Give me, give me something I could wrap my mind around. Yeah, I mean, the easy road to go down, the kind of hack thing to say <laughs> is why can't people be original? But I, I challenge those people who say, why can't people be original? I want to know what their favorite stuff is. Because I love Ghostbusters so much, I want more. Yeah. I want more comic books. I want more video games. I want more. Uh, I want a new animated series. You know, if the, if you told me tomorrow they were bringing back the real Ghostbusters cartoon, but they were making it for oh, uh, Asian midgets who, and it was going to be whoa, in whoa, Korean whoa, whoa, without whoa, subtitles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is Asian little people. Oh, I, I genuinely it's canceled. I'm actually not kidding when I say this. I am sorry. <laughs> uh, I was like struggling to connect dots, so the dumbness popped out. My bad. <laughs> if you made that show for uh for for mermaids that were born without tails and it was subtitled in mermaids, I would still be like, when's that shit on? Yeah, let's try to figure yeah. this shit out. There is something, and it's boring or whatever. F yourself. You all know it's true. We all have the crap we love. I don't want your shells and cheese. I want mac and cheese sometimes. Doesn't mean I don't like new. I fucking love new. Yeah. Give me Invincible to add to my collection of, of favorite superheroes. But I would also really love some more great Superman comics. 
I would like nothing more than than more stuff from the Watchmen universe that works and is rad. Well, um, but here's the, the thing. roll of the dice is if I hate it, I'm gonna tell you. And I think that it that it proves your point without insulting anybody. It's the <laughs> fact that this is not um, this is not Thanksgiving dinner. This you don't have that one that one scoop of uh, of cranberry sauce, and then. You you know your pants button shoots across the room and takes out Antilly, and and you have to you get count at a standing eight count, right? There's no point where where you're fill up. This is just one of the things. This is like digging a hole at the beach, and the tide keeps on washing in, and it's not gonna fill up, brother. You can keep on digging all you want. Give us more, more, more. So so just to tie myself together. To go back to the, the Kickstarter uh, news from earlier, there is so much room in our collective uh, our brains. There, my brain can take many an extra wrinkle. So give me all the new new, like Kickstarter projects are doing. US Comics HQ, check it out. Uh, give us the continuation of characters that we're familiar with. It's a dare to a certain degree. Where They are saying, hey, this is something we know you love. Here we're gonna throw a curveball at you. I bet you like it. That's in essence what they're saying. I no longer want to think of it in the sense of a cash grab. And this quote sold me. It absolutely sold me. And this is from the creators. Obviously, it came out after uh, just recently started, maybe October or something like that. Like the HBO Watchmen show, and very much like the original '86 Watchmen, this is a very political work. Again, consider where we are in life. King said in that announcement, it's an angry work. We're so angry all the time now. <laughs> we have to do something with that anger. It's called Rorschach, not because of the character Rorschach, but because you see yourself in these characters. These characters tell you more about yourself than about them and boy oh boy if i had been standing i would have sat down if i was sitting i would have stood up and cheered because that is precisely the type of attitude that i want to have as creator that creators that i like creators that i accept their gamble that i want them to have Right, so we're we're here in the tri-state area, Charlie and I. For for those uh, who are unaware, the Mets, the Metropolitans of New York, they have a new owner, Steve Cohen, Uncle Stevie, Uncle Stevie, baby. Gentleman came down. He laid down some good money to purchase this team, which, quite frankly, has seen better days. He buys this team. He's a lifelong fan. He could not have loved what he's seen. Since 1986, boy, there are a lot of connections with the Watchmen and, and Rorschach here. And this is on the fly, kids. But Uncle Stevie said, I am making this bet. I am laying out my money. This is for you more so than it'll ever be for me. Just and what, what are these creators saying if not precisely that, right? Rorschach was mine. Yeah. Watchmen was mine. The New York Metropolitans were mine. For whatever it's worth, they belong to John. 
And here we go. Here's something with the new new. It's somebody laying down the cards. You're at the table. You're saying, hit me. And uh, again, they're asking for my heart way more than my money. And you got it, baby. You got it. Let's go. Let's go. It's on. And I would, again, I don't know why I'm specifically speaking to the naysayers, but maybe it's just people. (laughs) It's true. Maybe it's just because a lot of things I quantify now in this, you know, never ending the the my 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 desperate attempt every day is to try to clarify what i want before my time's up sure because you know if you don't know now you know <laughs> clocks fucking ticking yeah the sands are speeding up they're not slowing down um so if tomorrow someone were to come to me and say like hey bro here's your shot what do you want to do? I want an answer for every single one. I very legitimately recently started just about once a day. I'll tweet or Instagram or respond to a post to Cody Rhodes because in an interview recently, he said he should need a new assistant. He said it as a joke because his old assistant works with Tony Khan a lot. So I said, where do I send my resume? And I have said this nine days in a row and i'm gonna look right into this i'm gonna keep fucking asking (laughs) until you take my resume i'm i got nothing but time motherfucker (laughs) nothing but time um charlie is straight up calling on the man with multiple (laughs) neck tattoos at this point so so i legitimately like if tomorrow the 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 big comic book god went to you john and said like us comics is great we don't want that first we want you to take over a book what book go you're not the 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 chances of you being like well no i must start with my original property because of some no your 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 superman book is like a speeding bullet dude it, all I would have to do is go to the John Charlie text thread. And I couldn't <laughs> Who do you want? You want Green Arrow? Oh, you boy. want Vibe? Who do you want? We, we, we got a have solution. no fewer than maybe 30 distinct properties that we could pick up and run with at a moment's notice. And worst case <laughs> scenario, I will bullshit like the best of them. We will drag people in off the street, part of our, part of our creative team, our think tank. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if... That well also has no bottom. That's also a hole uh, of sand uh, on the beach. It's never going to run dry. We've got it all day long. And that's that's part of the creative process. Again, for me, it's about now. And, and Charlie and I were, were exchanging uh, these thoughts earlier. Yes feels so much better. They come out with a project. You're not sure about it. You know what? Yes, let's let's give it a try. Worst case scenario, it's not your cup of tea. Maybe you're more of a coffee man. All right, put it down, pour it out. the The new day is is one sleep away, my friend. And and sometimes you gotta decorate for Christmas early because that's what it takes. So so the the next day is is right there. Do what you gotta do. Look for the good out there. It is there. I promise you. And a lot of times, it's 
you find your yum when you were expecting a yuck to use the Charlieism of the day. Well, but it's funny because this is now the fourth at bat in the Watchmen universe. Fifth, I guess. There's the there's of course the original epic. Then DC already tried a Watchmen two back in the day. Then there was the movie. Then there was uh, the T- six, I guess. Then there was the TV show. Then there was Doomsday Clock. Now there's Rorschach. Um, and half of that shit I love. <laughs> um, you know, and and it's in different ways. Uh, and the stuff I didn't like though. I never think about the original follow-up to Watchmen. I've never, like, until right this second, yeah. I've never consciously been like, remember that shit I hated? Uh, even, even you know, even something like the 2016 Ghostbusters, if no one brought that movie up again, and if I didn't need it as an example of, like, something I thought would stink and then was convinced may not stink and then I hated it, that would if if those two things go away, eventually that shit would fade into nothing. Sure, sure. Because it's like that's not what I hold on to, and I think even the salt if if my salty ass doesn't hold on <laughs> to those things he hates, there's no way the that the about, average Joe Schmoda is when it dries, it makes things stick. So that's understandable that that it's hard to get rid of. Well, in my example of it, precisely what you're talking about is. Unless I happen to be looking at Jason Momoa's idea uh, IMDb page, sometimes I'll completely forget that they attempted a Conan reboot. Uh, our policy again is not it sucked. It was great. I just didn't like it. I watched it. I didn't watch it hoping or expecting to not like it. I'm not you know I'm not machoistic that way. I sat down because I wanted to like it. I just. I just didn't. Like, oh, fucking Conan rules, Jason Momoa rules. That's yeah. two good tastes. Yeah. Oh. You know it, baby. That's a shoot he scores. <laughs> so a good way to end it. One, I, yeah, I mean, that's the only time that Conan remake scored anything. Sometimes think about it, man. Well, well, that's the truth. Is like you just mentioned it. And the one thing that popped in my mind is you know who likes eggs almost as much as Baby Yoda, the Conan <laughs> remake, because that was the whole fucking opening sequence for some reason. Um, someone brought up recently that they know the buzzer is about to go off when I make sure my other headphone is in. And uh, points. Oh, you no, get points. There's your tell. I try to do it subtle. I move the camera so I can be like. To the cleaners playing poker yeah. with a tell like that. I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> do not splash the chips. <laughs> uh, this show uh, couldn't possibly operate without three. What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, What's the matter? As bad as Malkovich's accent was in Rounders. <laughs> That is as bad as Charlie's version of well, Malkovich's accent. From I, didn't want to, I love it. I didn't want to try too hard. It's a long. It's been a long day. Oh, it was great. I'm gonna have more of my vodka drink. <laughs> uh, this show could not stay on the air without two things. 
That's without you people. Uh, making sure to like, comment, subscribe, share the videos, share the audio, leave a freaking review. All of it's U.S. Comics HQ, the show's U.S. Comics cast, wherever you can hear podcasts. But it also couldn't be uh, possible without the friends of the show. Uh, you heard at the very beginning of the episode, you're going to hear it crushing it at the end of the episode but they're my favorite freaking band and i'm lucky enough to get to play a very very small part in their lives and that's of course bad mary you can find them right now on facebook instagram twitter all of that stuff at bad mary band you can go to badmary.com get yourself a sticker get yourself a keychain get yourself a patch i guess because they're a band you could buy albums if you want to uh or you could just go to any music streaming service and listen to their entire discography or let's say you're feeling generous you can just throw handfuls of money at them and get exclusive live shows. You get fun, uh, kind of not one-on-one, but you get these exclusive live streams with them all at patreon.com forward slash bad Mary. What more could you ask for? You there's, guys agree. There's if really you want only more. one thing you can possibly ask for. And maybe that's an occasional gaming stream. And that brings us to our other our other awesome sponsor credit where credit is due right here on facebook gaming it is sergeant finesse two streams a day outstanding gaming content supporter streams giveaways contests just don't be a sucker check them out today throw them a like a follow consider becoming a supporter if you need to pick me up follow the white rabbit down to sneakenergy.com and use code sgt at checkout feeling chilly go to geeksunleashed.com use code sarge at checkout there look when the sarge is on deck salute gg son i'll catch that stream tomorrow brother so now that the bills have been paid so to speak start my clock because i got the cure for what ails you because no no there shall not be two servings of salt (laughs) <laughs> We're going back in time to a long really? time ago. Oh. We're going back to a galaxy far, far away. Because, man, I got to tell you, I am on my Star Wars kick. You're on a kick, like right? you read about. Mandalorian is so good. And for those of you who, who watch weekly... Thank you. Uh, I did say I would finally utilize technology. John and I did a proper uh, screening. Uh, it was us virtually in a nice movie theater. Uh, the only difference was both of us were in our ideal uh, kind of temperature. I wasn't wearing pants. It was awesome. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, the new episode of Mandalorian blew my mind, blew my hair back. Furious yeah. it was only 38 minutes genuinely like that's the closest bit of salt i can find is i was like why isn't there two and a half more hours of this fucking thing we've we've um, had this conversation sonny Dula. yeah we have but i still i want i want what i want what i want i want a loompa loompa now exactly and i'm allowed i i want to watch baby yoda eat more eggs this uh, so i watched gonna end up in a chocolate river sooner rather than later folks you know what I'm going to go out doing what I loved, consuming <laughs> way too many carbs. Um, 
Uh, I just hope it's dark chocolate. You know, it's, it goes down smoother. Uh, oh, yeah. The <laughs> the fact is, I watched the the newest chapter three times: once with John, mm-hmm. twice without John. Although I was tempted at this morning's viewing to be like, I'm just going to see if John's awake at four a.m. because <laughs> he sometimes is. Um, that show is brilliant, but I couldn't help but notice something about the last two episodes. We had one hell of a teaser. Uh, at the end of episode uh, of chapter eleven or episode one of season two, where we saw what has to be Boba Fett. I'm I'm ninety presumptively. I'm ninety eight percent sure it's Boba, all scratched up from a sarlacc pit, missing his damn armor because he can't hold on to anything because he's irresponsible, just like his father implied. Uh, he implied it whilst his head was spinning because he died like a fucking chump because yeah. Lucas doesn't give a fuck about the fats. He's like, yeah, you got a head cut off. Yeah, saw like pit. Yeah, fuck him. Lucas uh, to the fats is like George R.R. R. Martin to the Starks. <laughs> He's like, oh, you like this person? Fuck there. Goodbye, head. Cool helmet, eh? Guess what? Paint job or not. Fuckers toast. Um, with that being said, there was a little bit of a Star Wars leak uh, last week, and I wanted to talk about it. Happened late in the week, or at least it got to me late in the week, where uh, it turns out there is, uh, first of all, it's very important to know that Mandalorian Season 3 is expected to happen to start in late December. They're, they're starting filming. Everyone's geared up. Everyone's COVID ready. But one thing uh, got leaked that wasn't supposed to, and that's a production is starting now. A secret production. So, of course, everyone was like, well, must be Obi-Wan. Right. Nope, it's not. That production has not started. That production is going to piggyback off of Mandalorian because they're going to use those amazing... Mm-hmm. Those amazing video sets. Um, Quickly becoming an industry standard. Well, people are in love. I mean, industry people are in love with that technology. With with COVID, and we'll dive into technology in just a second. But with COVID, what you need is a solution because going on, uh, going to a location is becoming very hard and very expensive with that insurance money. Sorry, New Zealand. What's that? Yeah, sorry, guys. So, what you can do is you can send one guy down with a camera. Film all the New Zealand shit you want. Come back and it's this massive warehouse with a video screen, roof, and sides. And they use video game technology to render things in real time to follow the camera. There's an amazing set of documentaries about Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I think it's like the second episode dives into technology. God bless Lion King. The remake of Lion King is like where a lot of this shit got fine-tuned. And it also just proves live uh, calling Lion King live action is dumb because that shit was all computers. Like nothing was fucking real. I mean, there may be a few bugs, insects got got. got. But those were accidental. That was because Favreau was like drinking a coffee. Somebody left the window open. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But what's amazing about this technology, you know, there's, there's, or, or rather there's, endless things that are amazing about this technology. However, they know that Obi-Wan is going to piggyback off of Mandalorian. Pretty much Mandalorian's production ends. Obi-Wan's production begins. That's great. However, someone's in that fucking warehouse already. They're there, baby. And that they're not doing another Disney thing. That is a Star Wars factory. 
at oh. this point. And it all has a little bit of the fingerprints of Favreau, allegedly, just like Obi-Wan's going to. Can we just so, start referring to him as Saint Favreau now and we'll yes. just all know who we're referring to? Because that's yes, we can. If anyone has earned a halo that is walking around this earth and can also whip you up something tasty in a food truck right quick, it is John friggin' Favreau. Just, God bless you Favreau. know what? I will never again be offended when he casts the way I would. John Favreau casts all of his girlfriends, ex-wives, current wives as just bomb pieces. The only difference in that movie, Chef, between his wife and the girl he was just sleeping with is one was the fucking Avenger. Like he, there's no, he's like, yeah, so I'm sleeping with the younger girl, but I was married to like the hottest Latino working. Oh, by the way, at the end, we're back together. More kissy scenes for Fab Dog. Um, Favreau's living the fucking life. Um, so of course the, the rumor mill went crazy. They were like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And the one that a lot of people landed on for a lot of boring reasons they think they're doing a Boba Fett limited series. I can see that. What the fuck? Where's my book of things I didn't know I wanted? Well, three months ago, your, I didn't give a fuck. Your list, it may, it may not have existed on your list, but if if you just look at the, the, the Sideshow's um, sales records, plenty of people absolutely did. Patton Oswald had had a, a pitch ready to go on Parks <laughs> and Rec. So this is not uh, it's not 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 a surprise well, to me. What's what's really amazing is the big rumor and this is like again <clears throat> you take everything with a grain of salt but allegedly these are like reputable people. <laughs> um the big rumor is the fucking limited series picks up like from the Sarlacc pit that's awesome. And it ends with the scene we've already seen. That's awesome. That's I awesome. Literally, if you threw out four-hour episodes <laughs> of the Boba Fett story, dude, you we, we talked last week when we were talking about Baby Yoda, which, again, you guys back off Baby Yoda. Rude. You're rude. Um, we talked about how Star Wars... They're just some people love nothing more than hating Star Wars. And Star Wars doesn't necessarily help itself. It does a lot of shit where you're like, what the fuck happened with these? You're Star Wars. Like, how'd you fuck this up again? It is very hard to argue the point that most people love Mandalorian. It gives us a lot of stuff to love. I cannot personally, I cannot wait for Obi-Wan. We're bringing back Ewan. Like, fuck yes. Yes, please. Best part of the prequels in a lot of people's opinion. Certainly mine. Hell, I want that Obi-Wan side story where he's smashing Padme. Those are his babies. <laughs> Fix the universe. Vader ain't shit. Um, sorry. Sorry, Annie. You're very toasty. Uh, this opportunity. Force choked. The, this opportunity Disney and, and Star Wars as an entity has you don't need to be limited in these two-hour movies or these trilogies of films that they've tried to do. We did it nine times. We had nine movie installments 
that were built into trilogies that make up right. this trifecta. That traditional uh, um, delivery system. Then we had, then we had Han Solo, who might be getting a sequel. You know what, man? Maybe it's maybe the days of Star Wars living in that formula. Is it, it could be because the risks are too high. It could be because traditionally the budgets are too high. But now we have this amazing technology. How far we've come from the prequel series, where it was like the worst green screen ever. Now we have photorealistic live time rendering. It's Lucas's wet dream. You yeah. can do anything. You yeah, can he do could, everything. He, he could have made the the originals in his backyard with with this type which of which he know, was he quoted to... as saying. He was oh, really? quoted as saying one day when he was making the original trilogy hmm. after the first one was the biggest hit of all time. In an interview, he said one day filmmaking is going to get to a point. Where you can do it in your garage, right. you'll be able to well, do the whole a, movie. See, poor George, he takes a lot of guff, mainly from me and my angry letters. Language. Um, yeah, he <laughs> takes he takes a lot of he takes a lot of shit. But looking back at the the retro uh, retrospective of it all, there is a lot that you cannot take away from him. He invented a lot of the things that became industry standards for not just even sci fi uh, sci fi flicks or storytelling. Uh, but he created the world in the many people's opinion, mine included. He did his damnedest to mess it up, right? He he didn't leave well enough alone. And I am of the personal opinion, he absolutely did not have this all planned out consecutively <laughs> like the, the story is. But you can't take away from what he what he created, right? So you don't have to love. Uh, you, you don't have to love uh, Mellow Ball's dad and Big Ball of Brand Kicks, but you can't deny that the balls sprung from his loins, and they're out there on the court doing amazing things. So uh, that's my last sports analogy of the day. <laughs> but you, you, you don't have to love everything he says about everything, but, but the fact is, again, he did things that nobody else was doing. Look at other sci-fi films of that era, right? There's nothing even remotely close to it. The the epicness of it all. Just the fact that he brought in someone like John Williams to score it, to give it gravitas, to make it important. This was not tongue-in-cheek type stuff. Even some people that got involved with the projects had no idea how damn serious this was and how uh, sincere that it was going to be put out there into the world. And I think that has ultimately at the root of it all that has a lot to do with the oftentimes toxic atmosphere of that the Star Wars fandom does have because this was something that was supposed to be light fair and that ended up being not so much it was going to be serious as anything, serious as a heart attack, as they like to say. And then there was all the pushback and then the fracturing. There's the, the, the very much a civil war aspect of it all. But the truth of the matter is something like it, it took something like Mandalorian. It took St. Favreau to come along and unite us all together. And I really think that ultimately, wherever this series ends up taking Din and the child, uh, all, the, all the gaps that this is filling in the storytelling, look, Favreau and his team, because no one, no one can do it all alone, they have filled in more gaps in the storytelling they have fixed 
certain logic uh, less choices that were made because Star Wars universe it's very wide in terms of the storytelling but also it has touched so many hands it has been on so many different desks and been through so many uh, thought processes that it did become very fractured but look look at something like just for this recent episode Mandalorian has basically made the Clone Wars and Rebels required watching. It doesn't matter that it's animated, computer animated series. It doesn't make a difference. You want to know who these people are? Guess what, brother? You got to fire up that machine box on top of your TV and put in some time with these series. Also, Favreau is also the king of animated to live action because My God, I, this was the, animated stuff, I much mean, like Boba was. You you saw in real time my reaction, and I don't want to spoil it. Sincerely, if you haven't watched the episode yet, like what are you waiting for? Yeah, go do it. There's a moment where something is so perfect. As much as the dark saber was pulled, and the dark saber is a good example. That yeah. shit looked two dimensional to me. Like when they pulled it out, I was like, did they pull a fucking who framed Roger Rabbit? Like, did they just draw this shit because it was. It was just as squared off because you look at something like Clone Wars. The way they animated it, there are some liberties where they're like, okay, some rounded edges are going to be squared off because we're going for an art style. Hmm. They did fucking nothing to the Darksaber. They right. just were like 3D printed. So when I saw the one of the most famous images from any Mandalorian, <laughs> I'll give that much spoiler, I guess. I literally lost my mind. One, I have a terrible memory. So I like I couldn't remember her I couldn't remember the name at first. But the us uh, the thing brought to life was so pure and mm -hmm. so honest and so genuinely brought back to life. I like I I blew a fuse. I couldn't believe that some that that Saint Favreau saw to it that this beloved thing and it is beloved absolutely was treated with the same respect that luke skywalker would be treated or should be treated if you bring back luke saber it better be perfect if you bring him back he better be in line with a reality in which we can all get behind otherwise there's going to be riots in the street the reality is now we have this beautiful opportunity with disney plus plus this god-awful a uh, global pandemic, plus this new technology, plus St. Favreau helping lead the charge, plus limitless talented people that not only have worked on these projects, want to work on these projects, need to work on these projects. And suddenly we're living in a world where even if an episode, even if a chapter doesn't do it for you, if you have five hours of material that used to be a single movie, that gives you five bites of the apple to give most people something that they're going to love. Because Mandalorian isn't, isn't – some people talk about Solo almost begrudgingly. They're like, well, I liked it enough, which whatever. Go see a shrink. You need to accept shit you love wholeheartedly. Don't be an apologist. Come on. But if but if we do a follow-up to Solo, please, please do a series. Do a limited series. I love a series. Give me five hours. 
if you want to talk two about hours episodic storytelling, what character more embodies that than Han freaking Solo? Also, and like Ooh. I'm not I'm not trying to pitch it because frankly, this is one of those things that I would love to work on it, mm-hmm. but don't don't let me be in charge of because Saint Favreau is the only person that should have final say. I'm gonna sit down with him and pitch ideas. And have him throw away the bad ones the Dude, way you liked. do. Like, oh, you like that? Okay, good. We'll we'll with that. Um. So, so what's what my what my point is? I guess <laughs> is we have this very interesting opportunity right now, where movie productions are difficult and expensive. The less expensive option is to give me five hours of something or eight hours or 10 hours where you struggled to give me two. Because we've all gone to a movie we were excited about uh, with a passionate director who we loved and has earned our 20 bucks to go see it or 40 bucks to see it digitally or whatever the hell. And then it's been like a three and a half hour movie where they had to cut 45 minutes, but they were able to keep three and a half hours. But like I'm bored and confused. Where instead we can replace that with, give me all of it. How long is your story? Or something like Solo. And again, I'm not pitching it. But could you imagine if they did a Solo series where you just didn't have, like the episodes didn't necessarily run into each other. If every episode was a bit of a bottle episode and you Mm -hmm. got to see him get older leading to the events of beyond um, the the original trilogy. You bring me back to a conversation that we had immediately following the episode as we watched it together um and it was the fact that the episodes don't have a formula even like a regimented runtime so so one episode might be pushing an hour and a half and an episode like this most recent one which was a little bit over 35 minutes, minutes including the credits mm-hmm. my my short answer to that is that these episodes are exactly as long as they need to be they have that flexibility. It's not like uh, sitting in uh, biology 101 where you only have from bell to bell to do the learning. No, this is like you're sitting uh, sitting in, in Greco, uh, Greco-Roman classes with a philosopher, right? Uh, and, and they're just going to keep on talking until your group gets it, yeah. right? until the lesson is learned. So that's this type of storytelling. Look, if they need 40 minutes, that's how long the episode is going to be to tell that particular episode of story. If you can do it like this most recent one did in 38 minutes, including the credits, then that's what you're going to get. Charlie, our jaws didn't drop any less than it did in any prior episode, yeah. maybe even more. So to drag it out or to drag out an episode like the one prior, how many more freaking ice spiders did you need to see pulverized <laughs> before you were satiated? Now, my point, my, my uh, more to the point for me was the fact that you want to talk about, you can't talk about Mandalorian at this point without talking about eggs, be it fish Delicious. lady eggs or Easter eggs or what have you. In uh, On my rewatch and then knowing who directed this particular episode, do you have any idea how many Apollo 13 Easter eggs there were really feast upon Charlie. It is. Uh, I I watched just just literally before we started recording this. There is a side by side, the just the re entry 
into the atmosphere oh, between the Howard, oh, damn it, Younger and Junior. Charlie, it is perfect, perfect, perfect. Everything from the slight flames, oh, slight flames, from the engulfing flames yeah, upon reentry to the fire, to bro. the body of water coming up uh, to the impact. It was perfect, and I I happen to love those type of winked uh, to the camera yeah, because if you're not specifically looking for it, the fact that I had to catch it on my second rewatch or I didn't catch it at all is perfect. I, I love and Charlie has watched it at nauseum. That is exactly the way that you do it, right? Well, so this so, is the way. Damn straight. So we have um, we've got the new animated holiday special coming up all right and it's lego the lego handling of the star wars franchise is also just delightful Wonderful. put aside your uh preconceived notions of like well this is for adults so this is for kids shut up just enjoy something just okay? be happy dick enjoy it dum dum trust someone else for once stop thinking you know it all it's going to be delightful everything that lego animation has done with star wars i have enjoyed completely i cannot say that for every live action version of star wars that we have gotten i'm so looking forward to their christmas special but can in a completely different way obviously because lego stares it stares in the camera's face and throws you a wink and says look what we're about to do here or see what we just did there or remember what we did a few uh, minutes ago it's the exact opposite of that right so they throw stuff at you where you know you didn't hear the fart but you smell it you're like what the, the hell was that and then you blame it on the dog and you go about your merry business i am so looking forward to it uh for me one of the most enjoyable things about the series is on the rewatch and also the connecting so i've made it a point where i have caught uh episodes of the animated series both clone wars and uh whatchamacallit fill in the blank go ahead give me 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 uh, the other animated uh, series that we just rebels um but now i do have to go and i have to watch it from beginning to end because i do not again i do not want to be the ralphie in the room and i don't want to crack my eyeglasses i don't want to you know i don't want to have to play anything on the bumpus as hounds i just want what i want and that's my Red Rider carbon action BB gun with a compass in the stock and this thing which tells time. Which, by the way, actually doesn't have. A little bit disappointed. <laughs> I have to, when you, because uh, I believe I got you the replica for Christmas. I believe. You got it for yourself? No, I got it for myself. Damn it. Uh, I do remember, like, the minute I picked it up, I was like, where's the thing that tells time? <laughs> I didn't see it in the movie because it's fucking fake. How dare you, Christmas Story? Uh, but I will still watch you twelve times uh, in a row. I had that then, feeling when I when I f found out that Christmas Story was released in the summer. Like, what the hell? What what's this business model? What are you doing? Also, Get Sean Favreau in here right now. What about the sequel? What sequel? A I'm sorry, it's a standalone. It's a summer story. No. Um, there was also no sequel to uh, Christmas Vacation. Also, there was no Jason Momoa Conan. Come at me, son. Uh, also, there was no Last Jedi. <laughs> I have merchandise. Um, that's why. You know what? Fun fact. I mean, again, it's going to be. But this is a, a this is a Last Jedi cup, and uh, I use it for mixing my drinks. 
because when the cup doesn't annoy me a little bit, I know I've drank enough to make life good. Nice. Um, you know what though? What it comes down to with all this this Star Warsness, real quick on the Lego front, uh, I had a buddy of mine who loves the Lego games, and he was saying how great, great would it be, how wonderful would it be if they made Lego Rogue One, the scene where the rebel like kills another rebel. Like how great would it be if the Lego guy was just like. Ah! And like turn to the camera and just move the camera another way. You heard a blaster, and then he moved it back, and they just like kept going. I was like, that would be amazing, uh, just for like my old ass playing it. <laughs> I'd be like, he's dead. Um, I just think there's a golden opportunity right now to just if you have those people with the stories, and like you said, if the story is 38 minutes, let it be 38 minutes. But yeah, if the story is four and a half hours. Let it be four and a half hours or 12 hours. Could you imagine a world where we had the Mandalorian movie? We, we'd have to wait 10 years for all three. And it would maybe, like, think of all the stuff that would have been cut. Think about all the little, the no way fish lady makes it into the movie. She's that yeah. get out of here. It's the it, the structure of the storytelling is perfect for this episodic format. And when you do it properly, you can absolutely chop up a story into segments, but the individual segments need to have that some structure. Otherwise, you're just hitting a pause button while while a movie is playing. Uh, you know, full. If you you can't really watch the the Lord of the Rings uh, series and just stop it at nauseum, stop ten minutes, then do twenty minutes, then do three hours, it doesn't play that way. The, those are distinct individual movies. This is not that, right? You can't lump them all together and say, well, this is one whole thing. the The reason why they're telling it in this way is because. That is the best way to tell this particular story. Look, as viewers, as consumers of the product, at some point, you have to trust. Yeah. Right? We I all agree. have this trepidation, this fear, again, this anger about us hanging over our head like a, the proverbial black cloud. Guys, guys, shake it off, right? Into each life, a little rain must come. It's going to happen we're going to get wet. It's guaranteed. So the only thing to do is look ahead for the sunshine. When the sun is shining down on us, when you feel that bacon glow, not the bacon glow, but the baked in glow, you got to enjoy it. Take your tan, get your vitamin D, go about your merry way, sons and daughters. Come on now. I love it. With <laughs> seconds left on the clock. Right now, you got a phone line directly to St. Favreau himself, as I choke <laughs> on vodka. You have a direct line to St. Favreau himself. Do you like how I tried to no-sell it? What character would you like to make a miniseries with? Go. No matter what, just... <laughs> oh, 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 clock's for... ticking, bitch. Wait, what was the question? I was too busy laughing in my head. I said, St. Favreau says, John, we yeah. want to make a show, a miniseries. Who you got? With any character that Any character I you want, want, go. I mean, obviously, we all know about my love affair with Han Solo and Harrison Ford in general. 
I'll I'll roll your stuff for you. I'll, I'll get the media. Uh, we'll do our best. Oh, the question is, does Kevin Smith lead when you're dancing cheek to cheek, beard to beard? I can if you want. I got a, I got a J. I got a J for you. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, yeah, but just, just to squeeze in my answer. Yeah, please. I want, because the gentleman, and that's exactly what he is, he is a stand-up guy, my man Boo Chaka. I want the early adventures of Chewbacca. That's I what that. I would want for like, my money. Like before Solo? Before Solo, because by the time Solo rolls around, he is, in essence, already a well-established dude running around the galaxy doing what Wookiees do. So I, I would it. love... Uh, I mean, and here's the thing, just for, for a little bit of um, a little bit of a deep dive. Even early on, as early as Return of the Jedi, there was the there were these hints of the oncoming toxicity of the Star Wars fan base. Again, I'm part of it. So please don't think I've that I'm guilty. above anybody because uh, I'm not. The only area are. you're above people is being damn good looking, looking <clears throat> swollen all the right place. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but but yeah, so so Return of the Jedi hits. I see it as a little bubbling piss, uh, piss, uh, pissing in the bed kid with dad holding his hand. The movie theater had mirrors on the tile, which blew my mind. Um, so I saw it in the theaters there were actual human adults bitching and moaning about the Ewoks. Now it took a little time, but you got come- there. I, well, you, you come to find out that the the original version of this story, that Ewok Endor, was not a, a, a moon How planet. How fucking cool of would Ewoks. that have been? It was supposed to be Wookiees. These what is were that, supposed Kashyyyk? to be uh, again Kashyyyk. It wasn't going to be Kashyyyk. It was going to be different. But regardless to the fact, it was going to be basically every Ewok you saw put them on put one on another one's shoulders, and you have an Ewok, maybe three. That is such a different ending sequence. We're like, how well, great would the Ewok part, the 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 Wookiee party the battle, be? The battle between the stormtroopers and a fucking moon planet, uh, the the planet Moon, whatever the hell you want to call it, a full of Wookies. My question would be, how did the Empire ever establish any kind of foothold there? You do not mess with them. You don't play space chess with a Wookiee. You do not try to put. Your bunker up in that son of a bitch. But that all being said, that was really the first time that my ta- uh, the toxicity reared its head as far as I was concerned. That's so fucking funny. Even I Jedi. would love, I would love for them, whether it's St. Favreau or whomever else, uh, I would love them to re kind of visit that uh, and give us that the the all Wookiee all the time. I would. Uh, Mm, mm, mm. I stand up, sit down, Wookie and spin. all the time. Wookie all the time. <laughs> Wookie all the time. Uh, you know what I really want, and I could do it in. Uh, I could do it between five and eight installments. Uh, I'll wow. do it Mandalorian style. Some can be as short as forty-ish. Some will be a painstaking hour and a half for some of you. <laughs> I want to do straight up like the buddy cop, Anakin and Obi Wan, their adventures 
when everything was good. I don't want I don't want to have this bullshit where it's like, yeah, but Anakin's a little ornery. I want any of those moments, Obi Wan, just to be like, chill, chill, motherfucker, have a space beer because I'm fucking cool. If I can uh, piggyback on that idea, I would love more uh, like the the ongoing adventures of Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Ooh, oh my god, you know what? You know what? I would like to change your answer. I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to steal yours because that's right. Like they were such an established. I mean, and they were their relationship was a very much the buddy cop relationship. Really, like, Uh, dude, I I so love the idea and like the ongoing kind of theme could be like Obi Wan just being like, "Yo, man, when the fuck do I get to be a Jedi?" Be true. And Qui-Gon being like, there's there's no reason to rush. Just so you can then have the juxtaposition of the end of episode one, right. where it's like, yeah, yeah, you're a Jedi now. I got a new kid. Just because that informs the narrative. That's true. It helps. It. And you know Obi-Wan what? Obi-Wan is sitting in the passenger seat all petulant, twirling his little his little braid. He's like, when do I get to be a master? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry about it, kid. Yeah, don't worry about it, kid. Enjoy your break. Shut up, kid. You bother me. Stupid. But you know what's funny is when they beg me to do a follow-up series, then I do my Obi-Wan and Anakin. You're when they beg for a third installment, then what I do is I really round out this trifecta of joy. My third series is the, the, the pig-nosed guy and the kid from uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm just always going to do like my, my team-ups. All I'm going to ask you is this. Uh, much the way that St. Favreau has brought in directors for particular episodes, yeah. even if it's only as a redemption, you have to bring in Kev Smith and let him get uh, let him shake off finally cop-out and give him like an actual buddy cop story that works that he can really put his stamp on. Because, you know, you know, you know what who gonna, deserves him more? You know what I'm going to do for him? He gets to do my Stormtrooper episode. Oh, see? So he gets to do the one where 40 minutes, it's just two, and it would be clone troopers, I guess. You just have two clone troopers <laughs> bullshitting just Doing so the they breeze. can get by Anakin and Obi-Wan. So you have 40 minutes establishing their families, their friends. You, Who you they literally don't like. I literally want to do it in like a four shot. I'm I want him to remake Star Wars. You know what? Maybe they're not even clone troopers. My last second pitch, they're just running the convenience store on the first <laughs> Death Star. And it just ends with them. The Star last frame Wars is the commissary. Uh you know what? Kev, call my people. Uh I don't have people, so get me people. And then also, I guess John. Ladies and gentlemen, for the swole AF CEO, John Rivera, I am, uh, you know, I'm pudgy. Relax. You get a little bit of both worlds. Chubby chasers come this way. If you like them hot and sexy, you go to my brother. Uh, I am the CEO, Charlie Rivera. This is U.S. Comics Cast. You can find us wherever you can hear a podcast. You can see our beautiful faces on Facebook over at U.S. Comics HQ. And it's real easy. All of our other social media, U.S. Comics HQ. Go ahead and bookmark uscomicshq.com right now. If you haven't already, if you're watching this video, hit that share button. If you're listening to the audio, like, like, comment, and subscribe. And hit a share on that too. Until next time, John, what is the two-step plan to successfully ending an episode of U.S. Comics Cast.
It's actually been upgraded to four Ooh. in light of the holiday season. First, you got to turn the power on. Then you got to turn the volume up. Then you've got to tune Bad Mary in. Then you scream into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We out. Hello, Earth. Can you hear me? You won't believe what I've seen out in the farthest reach of space. My eyes have seen creation, my ears witnessed destruction, my skin has touched alien race. You can't deactivate my